Good evening, everyone. I just want to give honor to God. Just thank him for allowing me to be back on the line this evening, as well as to Apostle Hall for inviting me back on to bring forth the word of encouragement tonight. I do believe that it is a word from the Lord. It's definitely been ministering this to me for um, a while now. It was not something that I was particularly looking for, but um, I'm grateful that he has trusted me with this word. So I will um, first open in prayer. But I just want to thank you, God, for um, the prayer that has already come forth, Lord, and for the, the opening prayer, God, and the hostess, God. We just thank you, Lord, for what has already taken place on the line, God, the worship, Lord, the petitions, Lord, before you, God. And, Lord, we just surrender this this moment to you, Lord, and ask that you have your way, God. And, Lord, right now I repent for every sin of omission and commission, God. Anyway, that I have trespassed or transgressed against you, Lord, I ask that you forgive me, Lord, and that you continue to cleanse me, God, creating me a new heart and a right spirit. Lord, I ask that you open my heart, that I may receive you in this moment, that you may do as only you can do in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm glad I was saying um, the Lord has been ministering to me um, for a while about this word and at the time I was I was going through some some personal things in my life through myself personally, mentally and um just in my in my family and in in my marriage and, and I was crying out to God and seeking God um for answers and at the time I was instructed that I just I just needed to um get back into my word, to get back in the face of God because he wanted to talk to me and he wanted to speak to me about some things. So, of course, you know, I'm going to the Word and I'm thinking that, you know, what God wants to talk to me about is pertaining to, you know, myself in particular for the situation that I was in, but um, that's not exactly what God wanted to speak to me about. So when I asked him, you know, where he wanted me to go in the Word, he first took me to um, Ezekiel and, he was ministering to me about the dry bones, so I thought, like, okay, maybe that's the avenue that um, or the direction God wants to go in with me. But I believe that he was just, he was giving me that word for um, that particular moment to just encourage me to um, keep speaking life in myself and into the situation. So after he took me to Ezekiel, I asked him, I said, okay, you took me to Ezekiel, um, you know, where do you want me to go next? So he brought me to Isaiah, and as I was reading as Isaiah, um, he highlighted these scriptures to me. Um, my first one is Isaiah chapter 10, verses 20 through 23, in the Amplified Version. That is Isaiah chapter 10, verses 20 through 23. The Amplified Version, and it states, Now in that day, the remnant of Israel and those of the house of Jacob who have escaped will never again rely on the one who struck them, 
but will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant will return, a remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. For though your people, O Israel, may be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant within them will return. The destruction is determined. It is decided and destined for completion, overflowing justice, righteous punishment. For the Lord, the God of hosts, will execute a complete destruction, one that is decreed in the midst of all of the land. And that is Isaiah chapter 10, verses 20 through 23, the Amplified Version. Um, He also gave me um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, the Amplified Version. That's Joshua chapter 1. Verse 9, Amplify a version that says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that is Joshua, chapter 1, verses 9, Amplify a version. And he also gave me... Um, Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1, Amplify Version. That's Isaiah chapter 49, verse 1, Amplify Version, that states, Listen to me, O islands and coastlands, and pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he has named me. And that's Isaiah chapter 49, verse 1, Amplified Version. And also Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 through 2, Amplified Version, which states, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, right standing with God, who seek and inquire of the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the excavation of the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave birth to you in pain. For I called him when he was but one. Then I blessed him and made him many. Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 through 2, Amplified Version. Um, And last but not least, um, Isaiah chapter 28, verses 23 through 29, Amplified Version, which is where I would start off at because when God um, first brought me to Isaiah, this was the very first thing that stood out to me, the very first um, passage that stood out to me. Um, It's Isaiah chapter 28, verses 23 through 29, Amplified Version. And it says, listen and hear my voice. Listen carefully and hear my words. Does the farmer plow all day to plant seed? Does he continually dig furrows and harrow his ground after it is prepared? When he has leveled its surface, does he not sow the seed of dill and scatter cumin and plant wheat and rows and barley in its intended place and ride within its border? For his God instructs him correctly 
and teaches him properly. For dill is not threshed with a sharp threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over coming. But dill is beaten out with the staff and coming with the rod. Bread is grain crushed from. Indeed, the farmer does not continue to thresh it forever, because the wheel of his cart and his horses eventually damage it. He does not thresh it longer. This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who has made his counsel wonderful and his wisdom great. That's Isaiah chapter 28, verses 23 through 29, Amplified Version. And um, my title for um, this evening is, Will Your Faith Keep You Planted? Will Your Faith Keep You Planted? And my subtitle is, Do You Have the Remnant Faith? Do you have the remnant faith? So the Lord has been um, ministering me for about the remnant for, I would say, like last couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, where he kept bringing it back to uh, my attention because I was reading, when I was reading Isaiah, I'm 28, and I was, I was thinking about what he was saying about the farmer and the plow and how um, the farmer knows exactly what he needs to do when, you know, it's planting season. He knows how to cultivate the ground. He knows what he's going to plant. He knows what season it needs to plant be planted in. He knows um, the season where he is going to see a harvest is because this is something that he has he has done so often that it is second nature to him so when i was reading the uh the scripture and you know basically it was saying like you know the farmer does not go back and undo work that is already done if he has already planted a seed he does not therefore go back into the ground and 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 disturb the ground to take the seed he leaves it where it is it is planted at once he has done the work of putting the seed in the ground now he has to do um the work that needs to take place above ground that is watering that seed or giving it like feeding it whatever that seed may need and i was thinking about it. i was like wow like you know um like i said like that is how god is with us that wherever god plants us within the body he doesn't change his mind about what he has called us to or the charge that he has placed um, on our lives. And God kept, you know, kept bringing that to me because in retro aspect, I do know my identity as I know most people may know who they are in God or maybe um, finding out who they are in God, but he gave me Isaiah 49 and 1, and he was saying, you know, basically, like, you know, the Lord knew us from the womb. And I say this a lot, that, you know, God called me from the womb. Like, he, he placed his charge on me before, you know, I was ever held in anybody's hands before, you know, my mother ever physically touched me. There was a charge placed on my life. There was something, uh, there was a word spoken over me while I was, was in the womb. So, you know, when it comes to the scriptures, like, you know, if God has already charged me and he's already placed a calling over me in the womb, he's not going to change his mind the moment that I am birthed into this world. Whatever he has spoken over me, 
whatever he has written down beside my name in the book of life is exactly what he has destined for me. No matter what I may do, whatever decisions I may make, whatever plan God has for me is is his plan. So I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, wow, like, Wherever I am or wherever we may be right now or wherever God is calling us to in the body, wherever he is planting us, we should stand firm in that and knowing that God specifically designed us for the task, that we will rise to the occasion if we allow God to do the work in us that will um, get us to that level or um, that will bring us to the level of understanding and give us the wisdom and knowledge that we need to be able to maneuver in the body. For example, if God has called you to be a teacher, he is therefore going to give you the tools you need to be able to teach. He's going to give you the patience that you need. He's going to be able he's going to give you the guidelines to be able to know how to break down the text, how to break down the scripture so that you can you can feed to the people, you know, if you are a pastor, God is going to lead you and guide you. He's going to give you the tools you need to know how to tend to a flock, how to um how to instruct them, how to keep them focused. He's going to give you what you need. He didn't plant you in that place for no reason, and he's definitely not going to place you there misguided or um, put you there without giving you what you need. So, you know, as God was, as I was coming to that understanding and God was taking me through Isaiah and I was just reading it. I was like, you know, I'm going to read it from, you know, the beginning and just work my way through the chapter and, and see what, what, what pops out to me and what God speaks to me. And as I said, he kept bringing to my mind about the remnant because as I was reading the scripture, you know, um, I'm not sure if everyone knows um, the full story of what's going on in Isaiah, but I'll give a, a little recap of what I've gotten so far. Um, you know, as you come in to the book of Isaiah, you know, the Lord is speaking to Isaiah. And he's talking to him about his chosen people. He's talking to him about um, Israel, and he's he's talking, telling Isaiah about you know, how he how he's watching them. He's angry, and you know, yes, they are his from him. They are not doing what they are supposed to do. Their hearts are not in the right place, and God is getting ready to send his 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 wrath amongst the people. You know, they're, he's about to their enemies. To, to come up against them and to destroy them, to, you know, to, to break them down, to uh, to take them off of that high pedestal they have now found themselves on. So as I'm reading the text and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what God is, is telling Isaiah, he's telling him, you know, what he's going to do to, um, to the people and what's going to happen, the wars that are getting ready to take place. And in the midst of it, I'm like, dad, like, you know, when God starts to bring you to a place in Scripture where he's talking about destruction and, you know, wrath, that means that God is not pleased about something or he is upset about something if if he's, he's causing, you know, me to go to this place in the Scripture, so I'm reading it. But as I'm coming to certain parts, I come to um, Chapter 4, and God is talking about the first time I, I believe he, he, he mentions the remnant. He's talking about preparing the remnant. So I'm reading. I'm like, okay, you know, you know, in the midst of this, some people, you know, are spared. Everyone isn't um, isn't wiped out. So there there is some you know some grace from God in the midst of that. So you know, I'm reading it, and the more I'm reading, I'm just like, Lord, you know, 
you know, he 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 he'd be back at it again. You know, he's telling Isaiah, like, you know, I'm going to do this to the people. I'm going to do that to the people. And even in the midst of that, you know, I'm you know I'm like Isaiah because I'm reading the scripture, and and in some parts, you know, God he he he's talking about what they're doing, uh, what the people are doing, and, and Isaiah. He he's talking to God and he's having a conversation with God and he's like, Lord, um, are you sure you want to do this? You know, are you sure? You know, you want to destroy your people? I mean, look at them. You know, they're they're making sacrifices unto you, God. You know, look at them. They're worshiping you, Lord. They're praising you, God. Like, look, you know, we're having they're having this festival. Look at what they're doing, God. They're honoring you, Lord. Like, why do you want to destroy them? And Isaiah, he he he's talking to God and. God talking and God talking back to Isaiah like, yeah, I I see all that. Yeah, they 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 make they making sacrifices, but ill. That ain't they ain't no good sent unto my nostrils. Yeah, I see them worshiping me. I see them praising, but that's, that ain't nothing but a bunch of noise. That's not a good sound unto my ear. I, I see I see what you're what they're doing, but their hearts are not in the right place. Yeah, they doing all of that, and it looks good, but it ain't nothing but a bunch of work. It's become routine to them, so routine to now there's no honor in it. It's just something to do. It's become religious to where now it looks like I'm doing it unto God, but in retro aspect, I'm just doing it because it made me feel good. Oh, if I, if I, go, if I go make this sacrifice over here, at least I'm doing something. At least I'm, at least I'm, at least I'm praising God a little bit. At least I go to church sometimes. At least I read my Bible and pray sometimes. God, God should be pleased with 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 that, should He not? No, <clears throat> He wasn't pleased with it. Yes, they were doing things that looked sacred, that looked holy, but their hearts were not in it. Now I'm looking. I'm like, well, you know. God would know, you know, he sees everything. He's not going to say something that's not true. But even as I'm reading that, I'm just like, you know, the people, they just, you know, they're they not getting it. They don't they don't know, like the prophet, he, he's going to them and he's speaking to them, and they're not even honoring the man of God. He's giving them word, a word directly from the Lord, and they're not even honoring the man of God who's giving them a warning. They don't want to hear it. And then God goes, therefore, the more that I'm reading, and then he brings up the remnant again. And I'm reading, and I'm just like, okay. You keep bringing me back to the remnant is because you, you want me to see something. So I'm, I'm reading, and I'm just like, Lord, in the midst of all this, there are some who were still there. There were, there were some who, who, even though they may have experienced what was going on, they may have experienced the war, they may have experienced the wrath of God, they did not waver in the midst of what was going on. So as I was reading it, Lord, I was like, what is so important about the remnant that it that outshines the rest of everybody else, that outshines the war, that outshines the wrath of God? What is so important about the remnant that causes them to stand out? And God said what is important about the remnant is that God did not choose them to be the remnant. It was their faith that calls them to be the remnant. Because even in the midst of all of this, even in the midst of the war, 
even in the midst of famine, even when it seemed like seemed like the world the world was being turned upside down right before them. There was something within them. There was something in their heart that said, you know what? Yes, I'm losing everything. Yes, we are in the midst of a war. Yes, our enemies are up against us. Yes, I'm boxed in on every side. Yes, I'm laid down. Yes, I'm pressed down. Yes, I'm broken. Yes, I'm hurt. Yes, I'm angry. Even in the midst of all this, there is something in me that is telling me that I still need to stand. There's something that has uh, awakened in, in me that's saying, like, yes, I heard what the man of God said, and I do believe that my God is angry. But when I was born before my Lord, I was worshiping with my whole heart. And when I was making those sacrifices, I, I was making those sacrifices with my whole heart. So even though the man of God is giving that word, I got a promise to stand on that the Lord promised me something. That there, that's, that's something with my name on it. Even in the midst of all this, I got something to stand on that says, even when they take everything that I got, even if I got to give it all up, there's something on the other side of this that's so much greater than all I'm going to lose on this end. So I was thinking about it, I was like, dang, like, you know, I don't know, I don't know too much about what it may have been like, you know, to be in that time. I can only think about what what it's like for me in, in my time or, or, or what God may may be requiring of me because I I wanna please my God. I don't I don't wanna be doing something and not be doing it with my whole heart. So I, I ask God, like, what is it that we are doing? Because we are not Israel but we are your body. We 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 are the church. So if you are giving this warning, there's obviously something that we are not doing. And what God began to minister to me was is that a lot of us are in the church and a lot of us are doing things. A lot of us are raising our hands and yelling and screaming and crying out and hollering, but it's all for a show. Our hearts aren't really in it. Yes, a lot of us are going and we are tithing and we are serving, but we're not really serving because we want to please our God and our whole heart is in it. We're serving it because we want something. We're looking for something in return. If, if I, I'm not going to pay my tithes if I'm not going to get something, or I'm, I'm not going to serve and make this sacrifice if I'm not going to get something in return. But in the re, in reality, you've already got something. You, you're worried about, we're worried about works when we've already been given the ultimate gift. Once you came into salvation, we should have been just pleased with that. But what God was showing me was we get so caught up in the routine of doing things over and over and over again that we have moved God out of it, and it will become a thing that we're just doing. But if God was so caught up on what we could do with our hands, then if I, go to my, if I go to a job every day and I clock in at that job, then God would just be pleased with me going to that job every day. But is that edifying to my God or is it edifying to me? Because what is he getting out of it if I don't give my God what he requires of me? And if I don't give him what he requires of me with my whole heart, what is it worth of me giving it to him in the first place? Because what he was showing me was that God said, I, I, I want those people that when they have nothing, they will still give me everything. When you're in the midst of a famine, 
and you have nothing to give, you will find something to give because you know that your father is pleased with your sacrifice because you're doing it with your whole heart, not with your hands, but with your heart. So when God was speaking to me, I was saying the same thing that Isaiah was saying. Lord, your people do pay tithes. Like, like, what do you like? What do you mean? They pay tithes. They serve. They in the church. They praising you. They worship. And what do you mean? Like, are you saying that we're like them? He said, Yes. You're exactly like that. Cause you worship me with your mouth, but your heart ain't in it. Yeah, you go and you will pay your tithes, you will give your 10%, but your heart ain't in it. You do it grudgingly because you think that you're giving it unto man and not unto me. But what about me? What happened to glorifying me? When did we get so caught up in man that we think that the things that we do unto God, well, even though there's a vessel there, because they're just a vessel, they're being used by God, but they are not God. When did we get so lost that we get so caught up on the vessel that we stop honoring God? We stop doing the things that honor God because we think that it is for the vessel. It's for God. That's when it becomes routine, when we forget that we're doing it unto God. Where's the honor? Where's the obedience? They were the remnant because they were obedient. It didn't matter what everybody else was doing. They stayed where God had planted them. It didn't matter if everyone else was leaving. They stayed where God had planted them at. It didn't matter if everybody else said, you know what, I don't want to pay tithes. I'm not doing none of that because I don't know if the man of God using my money for X, Y. It don't matter. That ain't what God asked you to do. It's a requirement unto him. But the Lord was telling me because he had to check me because when he brought me to this word, I was going to the world looking for something for myself. I was being selfish. But I said, no, let me correct you. Let me, let me guide you on another path because I want you to hear my heart. I know what you're going through. I know what you're dealing with, but I need you to hear my heart in this season. Hear my plea. Hear what's upsetting me right now because I hear what's upsetting everybody else. I know your finances ain't all that great. I know your children are acting up. I know your husband may not be doing what he's supposed to be doing. I know your marriage may be out of whack. I know you may not be getting that promotion on that job that you want. You may be dealing with a whole bunch of drama in the world. I know what you're going through. But what about my business? What about what I required of you? Because those people, they was partying. They was having a good time. They were doing all kinds of things. But what were they reaping from what they were doing? Nothing. They were reaping the wrath of God, not the blessings of God. And all the while they're partying, oblivious to the fact that what they are doing is not pleasing unto God. 
And even when he sends a messenger, I want to hear that. Mm-mm. I, I want to hear that. I'm good where I'm at. This been working for me. Why I got to change what I'm doing? This been working for me. But what you're doing ain't getting no farther than the ceiling because God ain't in it. It's become more about works, not about faith. It's become more about us and not about God. We want to glorify us. We want to elevate us. What about me? What about me? What about me? What about me, God? Look at what I'm doing, God. You ain't see what I did, Lord. You ain't see what I did over there, God. You ain't see what I gave over there, Lord. If your heart is truly in the right place, you ain't taking tally marks on what God telling you to do. If he tell you to sow, you sow. If he tell you to give, you give. If he tell you to go out there in the streets and minister to them people in the streets, you go out there in the streets and you minister to them people. You be where your father tells you to be. You be right where he planted you at. You follow those instructions. You be obedient to your daddy. That's how we be the remnant. That's how we stand firm in our God. Because even though I was hearing all of this, I still wavered in what I was hearing. And I was like, Lord, we, I was like, we can't be that bad. We cannot be this bad, Lord. But then, as I was studying, I got a little sidetracked. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, because I had been talking about it. I'm a, I'm a thespian at heart. I love theater. I love movies. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, Lord, you know, you know, the color purple is coming out on Christmas Day. And I was like, I'm, ta- I'm talking to God about this. I'm like, you know, color purple coming out on Christmas Day. You know, I've seen the movie. I've seen the Broadway play. I was like, so definitely, you know, I definitely have to be in the theaters on Christmas Day. But I'm like, Dad, like, you know, where would I get the tickets set? I had seen, I only seen one trailer. So he's like, you know, I'm going to go watch the trailer. So I'm, I'm watching it. I'm getting excited and everything. Like, yes, you know, I'm going to go see the color purple. And then talking to myself. And as the trailer goes off, another video pops up. And as soon as it pops up, the Lord says, watch it. I don't know these people. Never seen them a day in, in my life. But the man of God, he gets in there and he says, um, me and my wife, we were in prayer this morning. And the Lord gave her a word that I want her to share. Excuse me. So I'm listening. And a woman of God, she comes on and, you know, she, you can tell she's full of the spirit. And she's just like, you know, she like, the Lord was really speaking to me in prayer this morning. And she was like, I just want to let you all know that there's about to be a shaking in the body of Christ. She said, like, there's about to be a shaking in the body of Christ. And for those who are not firmly planted in their Lord, whose eyes are not firmly set on him, whose focus are not firmly set on the things of God, that when the shaking happens, the ones who are not firmly planted are going to get shook loose. And she said the Lord gave her a vision. She said all she saw was feet. And she seen the feet going into some cement into the ground. And she said as soon as the feet got into the cement, the cement hardened over immediately. And she was like that was the Lord showing her that there's going to be a remnant in the body. 
and they're going to be that remnant because their faith in their father and the promises that he has spoken over them, even in the midst of the famine, even when the enemy is up against them, even when they're going through warfare, those ones who have planted their feet firmly in me are going to be the ones who are still standing when the shaking happens in the body. I'm going to separate the wheat from the tears. I'm going to show you where your faith has planted you in this season. I'm going to show you how firm you stand in your father. And when she said it, I was like, Lord, like, if I, if I ever needed a confirmation, which I was not looking for one, that was confirmation for me enough. That what God is about to do in the body, that there's about to be a shift. There's about to be a shaking. And if our faith does not have us firmly planted in the things of God, well, we're not questioning what God requires of us, not man. But what God requires of us, what he requires of us through his words, what he requires us through the promises that he has spoken to us directly. If we cannot stand firm in those things and continue to maneuver in the things of God and be obedient to his will, when he comes shaking through here, when that earthquake quake comes through here, when that warfare comes about, God is going to show forth his remnant. He's going to show us where we stand. And when he talked about Abraham, he said, what he said, he said, remember, he said, remember where you cut from. Remember the cloth that you cut from. Remember the rock that you're cut from. Remember the place where I took you from. Do you not know who you are? Do you not know who you are in me? Do you not know what is in you that can cause you to stand? To the retro aspect, our problem is we've gotten in our own way. We think that we can do better for ourselves than what God can do. And what God also showed me is that we've got so much into ourselves is that we don't even honor the people that he has put in our place in our lives to give us instruction. We don't even honor our leadership. But do you not recognize that those who be placed over you, those messengers, that closest that you are physically going to get, to the embodiment of God on this earth because Jesus, his flesh was gone. We have the Holy Spirit. Yes, we do. But for every person that he has planted and he has put in position, he has put them there for a reason. But we got to learn how to submit. If we cannot honor them, how can we honor God? If we cannot submit to those who God has put over us, how can we submit to him? And when he was giving me this in, in Isaiah, it was it was really messing me up because I was just like, Dad, it was a lot of things that I got away from that I, I, I know that I shouldn't have got away from. 
Because I, I let man deter me. I let the ways of the world deter me. I let people think that I can give God whatever I want to give him and he's going to be pleased with it. And that ain't right. God is, no, God is pleased with what he asked for. I can't just give God whatever I feel like giving him. He chooses my sacrifice. He chooses what I give unto him. And it really hit home for me because I said, Lord, well, I got to ask myself, do I have that rim in the face or am I like everybody else? Am I a pretender, Lord? Am I a spectator? Am I really giving with my whole heart? I, I, I need to know, God, because I don't, I don't want to be out here thinking that I'm doing the right things and I'm in the way of God and I'm in the will of God and in retro aspect, I am not. I'm looking like the church, but I'm the world in, re- in reality. I'm pretending. I don't want to be a pretender, Lord. And I'm asking God this as I'm reading it because I'm just like, you know, the, the remnant, it's not a lot. That's, that's not a lot of people. That's not a lot of people whose faith is strong in God that is keeping them. And that is what's scary. Because we have more faith in the things of the world than we do in the things of God. And like I said, I can only speak for myself. I I can't say for anybody. I can only speak for myself. Because there are things that I asked God for. And I was praying to God for. And I was like, Lord, like I, I know I ain't really lacking in the in the patience area, but I know that sometimes when I'm waiting, I can't get out of pocket. And I can't start to question like, Lord, where you at? Where you ain't moving. I don't I asked you for this. I ain't seen it yet. I know I can get in my sweat at times. And I know that at times when I come to God and I cry out in prayer, it's not always the cry of rejoicing. Sometimes when I'm in my closet and I'm crying out in prayer, it's a selfish cry. It's a selfish well because I want something. And I ain't getting it. And God had to check me and let me know. If I promised it to you, ain't no need of you in here crying, broke down, losing your mind, when I already promised it to you. Fix your posture and get where I told you to be. Because whatever is yours is yours. Go and do what I asked you to do. Go and get planted where I planted you at. Why did you uproot yourself? To come worry about things that ain't going to last you long. This is what God telling me. Because at times I can't get focused on the wrong things. And my praises to God don't always be from my heart. My worship don't always be from my heart. It sometimes do be from my flesh when I'm not in the will of God, when I'm in my own way. When I done got into the routine of doing some things where I think that I already know how God operates. And when he don't maneuver the way I think he's going to maneuver, now I'm mad because I think I done figured God out. And in retro aspect, I ain't figured out nothing. And God really had to minister that to me. Like, do you want to be one of those ones that got shook loose? Or do you want to be one of those ones that are firmly planted? Do you want to be a part of the remnant? Where is your faith at? How strong is your faith? Because I ask God all the time to increase my faith to make me stronger in my faith. But I also notice that at times I'll be asking God for things 
And then when I be going through it, I be asking God why I'm going through it. Like I didn't ask him to increase my faith. I didn't ask him to do something in my life that showed me that he is God. So I pray that you receive something from his word. I pray that it was um, encouraging but also um, informative because I I, I honestly do believe that God wants us to get in order. He wants us to fix our focus. He wants us to get firmly planted in him because right now it's a lot of things going on around us. There are a lot of distractions that can cause us to step outside of the will of God. And now we're doing things that look like God, but our mind and our hearts are going in the world. And God don't want that. It's already happening, and God is not pleased with it. So I pray, like I said, that, you know, this word was encouraging, that, you know, that it spoke to you and that you received something, you know, from the Father that um that it brought you some understanding and um some enlightenment but I encourage you to to get connected get back in relationship with your with God and ask him what it is that you need to do in this season ask him where he's requiring you to be because he's not playing games with us he's not playing games with us so um with that being said um that is all that I I have for you all this evening um, amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, thank you so much, um, woman of God, um, for your words. 